Hello and welcome to My Micro School. This is episode number, I believe, 19. I'm very excited. Today we're going to talk about the math behind stock. Everyone talks about stock, stock, stock. Today we're going to just do like the basics of stocks. Uh, I'm going to teach you like the concepts. But let's just start first with the PJ Maxx. So how do we get to have stock or issue stock if you're a corporation? So you have the PJ Maxx, right? And they have a common goal, which is what? Fighting crime by night with their pajamas. So the PJ Maxx get together and they're like, you know what? We need to buy, we need to raise money. We need to raise funds because we can just not be fighting, you know, without a car or anything like that. So they go ahead and they build a corporation. They call it the PJ Maxx in enterprise, right? And then they go ahead and with their own savings, they buy catboy car where they all fit. Nice. They fight crime in Paris. Everyone is so happy with the PJ mask. And then one day, you know, they start, they're sitting, drinking their coffee and they're like, guys, but you know, they talk to each other they're like, what about if we could have more money and outlet can have like a flying car, and then Gecko could have a really cool bike. How do we raise money for that? Well, now they have a corporation and the PJ Mask, they need money to get assets. When I say assets, they want things so they can fight crime. And, you know, maybe they get a tax break from the city of Paris. I'm not sure how they get compensated, but basically they need to raise money to, uh, you know, get all these gadgets. So Gecko says, wait, guys, what about if we sell or we issue stock? And the PJ Masks go, yeah, that's a great idea. So the PJ Masks, they basically get together. They put all their documentation together and they start issuing stocks. And bingo. People in Paris go crazy with the IPO, initial price offering. They want more of the PJ Maxx. The PJ Maxx gets so successful by selling stock, which we're going to talk about it, that they go ahead and they're able to buy the really nice car for Gecko and the really nice car for Outlet. This is what stock is for. Companies use stock to raise funds. Can companies use something else other than stock? Yes, and we're gonna talk about bonds and loans in another episode. So today we're just gonna talk about stocks, but yes, the way how corporations raise money is either they sell equity or um, you know, with stock, and this is basically the definition of stock. I got this from um, investopedia.com. I love that website and I highly recommend that website. I feel it's a website that has everything in one place. It does have advertisement, but I'm gonna tell you, have used it as a guidance, highly recommend it. So this is the definition. It's basically you, the stockholder, owns a share in the company. Now let's, let me make sure that I, that I understand this about share. When you buy a share, let's say that you buy a share for Apple, right? And we're going to talk about Apple. We're going to do an analysis uh, for Apple right now so you can know how to read stock uh, on the financial Yahoo chart or any financial uh, chart. 
basically what happens, this is not like you own the corporation. I cannot go and say, oh, I have this many stocks. I'm going to take this chair. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So this is the definition. It's a form of security that indicates the holder has proportionally ownership in the issuing corporation. So basically, what do you get when you get stocks? Well, when you get stock, you get a share, right? The more shares you have, the more power you have because as a shareholder, you have two types of um, um, shareholders. You can be a preferred shareholder or you can be a common shareholder. Now, there's a difference. When you're a preferred shareholder, uh, you don't have the right to vote and basically you're kind of like an investor in the background. However, if the company goes bankrupt, you are one of the first ones that get paid. But if you're a common shareholder, which that's what the word common comes from, if the company goes bankrupt, that's it. You're done. That's the reason why stocks are so risky. And this is the reason why people worry so much about stock. Because stocks basically are affected from our environment, as you can see in the pandemic, all what you hear is like the stock market, the stock market. So we need to remember that if you live in the United States, this is a country that is based on stocks. Corporation basically is, is beautiful. This is the beauty of capitalism. And yes, capitalism, like anything, has good and bad things. But I feel like stocks is uh, if you know what you're doing and you have the opportunity of have a free market where you have companies that you feel they're good to invest, Apple, Amazon, whatever, we're going to talk about those companies, then yes, you have the opportunity of supporting those companies like the Pigeon Mask and making money, just like you might have the opportunity of losing that money. So let's talk about the two different terms, authorized shares and outstanding shares. So let's define authorized shares. Is the maximum number of shares a company is allowed to issue. So when the pigeon mines were trying to sell their stock, you know, they were very careful because they don't wanna give up the power, right? I don't know, a villain can come, maybe Luna Girl, and she buys too, mo too many shares, and what happens And she takes control. So this is the reason why you have authorized shares and then you have outstanding shares. Outstanding shares, let me say that again, outstanding shares, I'm trying to improve my pronunciation, are the number of shares held by the current shareholders. So we'll go, anytime I tell you about shares, outstanding shares, I need you to remember that this is the number of shares held by the current shareholders. Now, let's start with the two most important ratios that when you read stock, you should understand. Now, when you study finance and when you study uh, uh, this beautiful, which I encourage anyone, if you don't know what to do and you feel that you like reading and analyzing numbers, finance is for you because this is a beautiful degree that gives you all the skills to basically, it's a lot of skills that you can use, you know, in your regular life. So, uh, one question that a student asked me, do I need to have all of this knowledge to be rich? And I said, well, yes, you can. And yes, you cannot become rich. However, going to school, understanding this will help you determine what's the best or the worst stock. But at the end of the day, and I'm actually taking right now certification on 
I forgot the name of it, but I will do a podcast about that. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we understand no one makes money only buying stocks. A portfolio, and when you diversify, and when they say, like, don't put your eggs in one basket, it's because you want to diversify. You want to make sure that when you're doing stocks, you not only do stocks, or if you do stocks, which we're going to talk about in another podcast, you want to make sure they're not correlated and so on. But we'll get to that in a next in another podcast when we talk about completely about stocks. Today, I just want to show you the general math about stocks. So let's talk about the first ratio that you should watch. So this is the thing. When you want to um, know how the market is doing and all that, you can actually just Google Yahoo Financial or there are other websites. I don't know. I always use Yahoo Finance because I guess I'm, I'm an older person. But there are other, this is like a, like a free website where you can go, you look for the stock, and then it gives you all the information. So look at the screen right now. And we're going to talk about the important uh, things that we need to look when trying to determine if a stock is good or is not the best. So um, as you can see here in the screen, we have here Apple. Notice here that you have NASCA, NASDAQ. Like, I don't know if I spell it correct, if I say it correctly. I always read it, but I never pronounce that. And let me just tell you the acronym of NASDAQ. is the National Association of Securities Dealers Automated Quotations. Yes, that's basically what it is. A lot of things with technology are going to go uh, uh, with NASDAQ. Now, what do I look when I look at this screen? Look at this. Apple basically has the share, which is $118.03. You can see here that the previous close was 119.39. Now remember that the stock changes constantly. So by the time it closes, that's this number that you have right here. I can see that it opened at 118.61. And then in the, in the 52 week range, the stock, look at this, went from 53.50 cents to 137.98. We can see how the pandemic has affected this, you know, the stocks because uh, going to $53 to 137 is a lot. So now from here, uh, the, other, the numbers that you have to check are the following. Let me show you what is beta. We will talk about beta in another podcast, but beta basically measures the market risk. And the rule when you learn about beta is that if you have a beta close to one, beta basically is kind of like, like seeing how volatile the stock is, right? So if you have a beta equals to one, you are like pair to pair, you know, you're kind of like with the market. The higher your beta, most likely you are more like a, I don't want to say like riskier company, but uh, yes, you're actually above the, the market. If you are less than one, then you are not so risky. Now, this doesn't really indicate anything because you have to do a deeper analysis and we don't go by the beta, right? We look at the PE ratio. Let's talk about the PE ratio and what this stands for. Okay. The P.E. ratio is the price per earnings ratio. Exactly what it says, and you can see the formula, is the price of the stock divided by the earnings per share. So for example, if, your price, if the price of your stock is $100 and your earnings per share is $5, then your P.E. ratio is going to be 
$20. Notice that the PP, uh, the PE ratio is 35.98. Now, what does the TTM stands for, which is next to it? It stands for, for trailing 12 months. It's just a label. The PE ratio is an indication how the company is basically, I, they call it also the earnings, the earnings multiple because it kind of shows you how you can compare with a PE ratio how the company is doing when you use then. The, so where do you go? So let's say that you have here 35.98, right? And you're like, okay, is that good? Is that bad? I mean, obviously this is Apple and you're going to be like, whatever, Apple is Apple. I'm going to buy it. But you have to be careful with this because the PE ratio gives you a lot of information about the company. So, but is 35 good? Is 35 bad? How do I check this? Well, this is what we have, the S&P 500 index, which stands for the Standard and Poor 500. Basically, investors um, use this as a benchmark for the overall market. So if I see, um, and I'm going to talk about how this company works, but if I see like a 35.98, I can say like, okay, let me go to the S&P 500 and let me see how the market in general is doing. So this is like a good, you know, benchmark. Now, um, the S the S&P poor 500, and I'm putting here in the screen how it looks like, the graph. Basically, it's going to, what they do is that they grab all of these corporations, right? And they put it in this pool. And that's how they get this data of what they call the index. Now, 28% uh, 20, of the index market's value actually relies on the top 10 companies. Well, let me tell you who are the top 10 companies. Number one, Apple. And here you can see what I'm showing in the screen. This is from investopedia.com, which like I said, very relevant, very easy to do. And all the little videos are very helpful. So I'm gonna put all of these links um, below. So look at this, you have Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet, which this is the parent of Google. Uh, then you have Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, hopefully I said that correctly. Johnson and Johnson, Johnson and Johnson, pro, Johnson and Johnson probably will go up after this vaccine um, situation. Procter and Gamble, and so on. So you can see that the S and P five hundred is going to give you like, um, like, like basically like an index. So let me just show you an example. This example that they show uh, in Wikipedia. In Wikipedia, no, I'm sorry, in Investopedia. So we talk about the PE ratio before, right? We say, okay, if the price of the stock is 100 and the earnings per share is five, my PE ratio is $20. If I go to the S&P 500 and I see that my index is 23, then I, then I can say, not 100%, but I can say, wow, you know what? 23 is the market and my PE is 20 maybe this stock is not valuated correctly. Now, making decisions about stocks is not that easy. Stocks are influenced by a lot of factors, including news. For example, the day Steve Jobs passed away, the stock market for Apple, obviously people felt you know, like, oh my God, if this guy dies, the value of the company is not going to keep up. So you can see how then you buy stocks. So I just want to show you, I got $30 during the pandemic. 
And this is where it is today, $34 and 34 cents. Uh, incredible, incredible because I have seen the stock going. So I have seen this number. Remember, I initially bought like $30 uh, worth of stock, right? And I bought Coca-Cola. I bought basically McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Disney, the ones that they had available here. I think this is a great tool to start teaching people you know, in a really easy way to do the stock and understand. But what I want to tell you with this is that when you read this financials Yahoo, when you, when people talk about stock, no one knows really. There are many factors. No one can tell you, oh, you should invest in Apple because, you know, it's Apple. No, Apple has its ups and downs. And sometimes this is just like buying clothing. At the end of the day, your goal is what? Buying low, sell high. And you want to buy something that is going to be good in the short and in the long term. Let's talk about the earnings per share. Uh, now, the earnings per share, this is used to track the company, the company performance. Let's remember that the P.E. ratio, we need the, the earnings per share because the P.E. ratio is the price of the stocks divided by the earnings per share. So the P.E. ratio is the most common ratio and the, and the ratio that, you know, kind of like it's everything together for the investors, but there's more than this. Um, what do I want you to, what, why was the reason that I did this podcast and why, why do I want to keep talking about the math about, you know, stock? I will do more instructional videos on this and I'm putting a bunch of links of the instructional videos that I have done for my students that this is what you do when you're doing your masters or when you're doing anything that has to do with finance. And this is beautiful. A stock, the stock market is purely math. Uh, this, there are many algorithms working constantly, trying to figure out what is risk, what is reward, risk, reward, risk, reward, risk, reward. So this is what the stock, the stock market is about. Can you become a millionaire with the stock market? Uh, I think you could but you really need to know what you're doing. This is a full-time job. And I feel that the best way to learn, in my experience, is kind of like getting maybe like a certification. I'm actually getting a certification for Coursera.com, which I'm going to put there. And let me tell you, so I think it's $50. You start for free, but at the end, you have to pay if you finish the class, which, you know, but you have access to like Harvard University, Yale University. Like I was taking this class with this, uh, I'm going to put it on the screen because I forgot his name. He won a Nobel Prize in economics. And let me tell you, the app is so easy and it's nice. And, and the people that they have put in these classes are professors or scholars that I don't think I could ever have the money or the time <laughs> to approach them that close to give me a class about stocks. I highly recommend it. For kids, this is very important to start learning, understanding stocks because we're getting into the future where everything is going to be electronically traded, where everything is going to be basically a stock market, a little stock market here, a little stock market there. So we need to understand, do you know what you're doing? Because remember, at the end of the day, Unfortunately, when you have things like Enron corporations destroying the life, the life of, yeah, the life of millions of people just because, you know, a bunch of people just go greedy, 
it just makes any I mean, at least that makes me very sad and sick. I hope, <laughs> hopefully you feel the same way. But the more informed we are as, uh, as, as stockholders, the more you know about it, uh, the better. Knowledge is power. I want to thank you so much. This was a, a short, a small podcast today because I think that this is a concept that I'm going to be developing a little bit more. And very excited about this project. I'm going to be doing the math behind labels, the math behind everything, because there's math everywhere. I hope you enjoy it. The next episode that I would like to do will be the math behind bonds. So that way we have the stocks, then we have the bonds. And then from there, you know, I'm going to talk about in, in my future podcast. And if you enjoy this podcast, I'm going to talk about the security market line, the, the methods, the people that basically build the math for stocks. And they never talk about this in school, but you can learn it here in my micro school. Thank you so much.